Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rick and Bubba. You are listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is seven and a half minutes past the hour. A brand new hour of the Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. Somebody say, hey! We will unpack another one. Uh, we got a lot to talk about on the program again today. Your phone calls will be part of that at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Uh, the website, Rick and Bubba, spell out the word and.com. Uh, find out all the different ways to get the Rick and Bubba show. There are many. You can catch it live or you can catch it on your own time or a combination of the two. I hear this portion live because of my schedule, but then I go back on the archive options and I pick up the parts I missed. Yeah. There's no reason to – and I heard something. I, I, I tuned in, and I heard the end of it. I, is, is there a recording of that? Yeah, every day there's a recording of the whole show. Uh, so go back and, and uh, listen or watch. Uh, we'll archive it here on the YouTube channel. Uh, you get it live and archived. Adler's settled in. He's ready for that again today. Uh, and if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, we'll, we'll give you that alert when the show goes live. Uh, when the Bible study goes live on Wednesday, but you also get archives as well. Uh, so he is here. Uh, we also have Speedy, uh, the real Greg Burgess, and Helmsy. They've rocked the kickoff hour, and there sits the silver tongue one, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the king's English. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bill Bubba Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, welcome to the back porch yep. with Rick and Bubba. Yeah, buddy. Ha, ha. Uh, so, uh, Bubba, you are settling in for another, my friend. Yes, uh, sir. We, uh, I'm, I'm kind of making some adjustments. You, you know, you forget so much in the different stages of life. So I, I'm absolutely loving. I don't apologize for loving it. I'm loving empty nest world. I love it. Uh, I love me and my best buddy in the whole wide world. And, you know, you have the house to yourself and you, you kind of come and go as you please. You eat when you want to. You, you, you watch what you want to or don't and whatever. 
But I will tell you, when you, when you've been an empty nester so long, when you actually have guests, mm-hmm. it's amazing how I mean how it throws you completely yeah. off kilter. You don't realize the things you take for granted, and so you'll you'll meet these guys later in the program. We have two pastors from London that are visiting with us um, and staying at our house. I had to go pick them up at the airport last night. You know, and we had to discuss the different Birmingham's. Birmingham. Birmingham. Birmingham, and uh, so they they actually are pastors and church planters in London, and so they uh, they're going to pop by. Uh, so, but you don't think about this. So, <laughs> so Sherry takes them, and and I and I I learned this, you know, back when uh, the kids were home. Young Broderick, there's a bedroom in our house that's that's in the basement. And this bedroom has been Boomer's bedroom at one time, Brooks' bedroom at one time, and then Young Broderick's. It's like as the boys got older, you know, because our daughter always had her own thing. You know, if you got a daughter in the house and not the rest of it's all boys, you know, they get their own thing. But the boys end up having to share a lot of stuff. I don't know why that is, but that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. you know. But but so everybody would literally move. When you got a, when you got the oldest, you got that area, and then once you aged out of the house, the next oldest got it, and and everybody would just kind of move down from upstairs to to hey I'm down here you know I got my I'm down here and got my own little apartment or something. Well, the only problem with that bedroom is it is positioned, air conditioned and heating vent. It the position is right under the bathroom of the master bedroom. And I remember the first time it was young Broderick going, wow, Dad, you get up and go to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, Dad, he goes, Dad when you go in there, he said, I, it's like it's like somebody pouring water in a bucket. Yeah. And uh, I said, you can hear that? He said, oh, it's like, it's like, you're, it's like you're relieving yourself on me. And, and I was like, oh, man, really? And so then I started doing the thing that you do as a man. If you don't want to wake people or make noise, you start hitting the inside rim. So you don't hit any water, yeah, right. you know, and, and to try to be, you know, a, a quiet, quiet, visit. quieter, more quiet. That, I don't think we said that right. But anyway, so when I'm sleepy, I'm just glad to hit the bowl. Yeah. So then that's why you sit. Right? The, well, that's true. I do. Cause I'm too sleepy to stand. So then years, years later, I forgot what happened. Wingo ended up in town and he has an office in Birmingham, but lives in Tuscaloosa. For those of you around the world, that's about a 50 minute ride. And uh, and I said, man, just Sherry was gone. She was on some trip somewhere. And I said, why don't you just crash? You can certainly crash at the house. Hey, man, thanks. And I'll just get them to go to work from there. You know, you going to work, and I'll go to work from there. Next, same thing. Wow. Well, you get in that bedroom. And I, and I was like, really? Can you hear it that much? And he goes, good night. And I said, okay, well, I got to make a note of that. Well, Sherry's put one of the pastors in there. Uh-oh. And so I, I don't know about y'all, but when I get up, I don't know what it is. I don't, you know, it's it's always been to some degree, but as I'm older, for some reason, I start every day basically releasing pressure. Y'all know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and 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 I'm 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 I got to get all that out, you know, to get the day started. <laughs> and so now Sherry's been getting up with me, you know, for, through this through this new thing we're doing for for January, we're going through the Bible, and so we're she so I don't have to like be that quiet because she's usually up, yeah. you know. Now she always says good night, you know, because and I said, baby, that I'm sorry. I mean, we've been married a long time. I I got this has I got to get all this out to get the day started, <laughs> and then of course you don't mind having kind of like your starter for the day, 
Well, all that I'm, I was this morning. I was like, I can't do any of that because this guy down here is going to hear all that. Oh, yeah. And Ooh. so I found myself like it's trying to think. There's a thunderstorm. I, I'm trying now. to find. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to find places in the. And finally, I just said, I guess I'll just go to work and hopefully I can get there and make Good that journey. Night. So yeah. it just thrown my whole morning off. I mean, there's all kind. And then I got in there and How thought, are they with you? Ray? And then I'm do, then, I, then I'm doing field of greens, and I thought, well, I can't run the blender. The other guy yeah. is in the bedroom yeah. out here off the kitchen. Just to shake it up, Rick. so now I got a shaker. I'm out yeah. there in the truck shaking it. And I'm like. <laughs> I'm like they've really turned my. You don't realize how 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 cool it is for you to have the house to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you have kids, you didn't have the house to yourself anyway, so it doesn't right. feel weird. There's mm-hmm. always people up in your business, right. but then when that goes away, and, and then you have those moments it comes back. You mm-hmm. you don't really know how, especially when they're not family, right? Because they're they're missionaries, Rick. Right. You're right. And, they and, probably face bigger challenges. They have, but but I mean, nobody wants to go to the church today and go. I tell you, the people we're staying with, wow, they come alive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why are y'all so tired? Yeah, well, I, I, thought, I thought it was. I thought it was an alarm clock. But as I listen closer, <laughs> uh, so uh, so anyway, we'll meet them later in the program today. Then. We'll have some questions for them. But then. but the good news is, you know how the English are. They're so polite. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. say anything. All right. So we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. All right, so we've been we've been following in the free state of Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis versus Disney World, and and Disney, um, and and there's an update, uh, and and you, Bubba, you've been following this story, so yeah, it, you'll, it, you'll have to carry it on this it's, one. It's a very interesting and and detailed story about how all this came about, the Reedy Creek Improvement District (RCID). So, uh, do we have DeSantis his clip? Uh, let's just hear him what he said about it yesterday. Then we'll give you the background on it. Okay, so this is uh, the update, and I saw stories out yesterday. So here he is in his own words. Today, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. There's a new sheriff in town, and accountability will be the order of the day. So what what is this related so to? So the Reedy Creek Improvement District is the governing body that where Disney World resides in Florida. It basically is a county government. Okay. And I see what you're saying. And now. this was set up by the Walt Disney Company and was approved by the legislature back in the 60s because they were going to bring all these jobs and all this money into the uh, central Florida area. So what happened in the background on it, and it's kind of interesting story, Walt Disney, and, and you know, his story alone uh, requires much setup, but he had Disneyland in Southern California, and it was very successful. So, but he was not able to buy as much land as he wanted to because it was so expensive, and there were a lot of people setting up on the outside of the gates of Disneyland, hotels, restaurants, making money off of Disneyland, and... and Disney World, World. yeah. Disney no, World. land in, uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Southern Mass California. Oh, it happened there. Okay. Right. Gotcha. And he didn't care for that. Right. Okay. So basically, that's not going to happen again. Walt Disney was okay. a was a capitalist, okay? Let's, oh, let's yeah. never forget that. <laughs> a good okay. So he decided that he wanted to make an East Coast version of Disneyland, mm-hmm. 
and it was called Disney World, and yeah. he didn't want to be hemmed in this time. Right. And he didn't want to have to answer to the governmental authorities that was telling him, yes, you can do this, no, you can't. He had to go to City Hall and curtsy to get things done. Right. We've all felt that feeling, let's oh, be yeah. honest. And uh, so he decided that he was going to go somewhere and buy up enough land that he could be his own government around it. Yeah. Okay, a, yeah. a government within a government. And he lured the deal by saying, we're going to bring in this many employees. We're going to bring in this much money. We know what Disneyland has done. Disney World is going to be bigger, fancier, many times over. Right. And he was also pushing something. And this is pretty interesting. Uh, it, it has a fancy name. And the initials and the abbreviation for it is Epcot. Okay, he was... He was saying, we're going to show you and design the city of the future. Right. And this is going to be an experimental that. place. And that's how they kind of justified it, too. So they created this Reedy Creek Improvement District. and I never knew it was called that. Yeah, because Walt Disney knew that if he announced he was coming there to do this, it would raise the prices sky high. So he formed a long list of shell companies, okay, corporations on paper, to buy this land up in various small tracks so it would not get the attention of the local landowners. And he could get it dirt cheap because it was swamp land. Right. You couldn't do anything with it anyway. Nowhere near the beach. All so he, he did that. And as a matter of fact, a lot of the names of those shell companies you can now find inside Disney World. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Well, like you put on signs Yeah, there are yeah. various things, or the stores are named right, that, or yeah. they're on that. I think one of the first uh, gift shops you come to, all of those shell companies are listed on the window. That's fine. So he's got all these little things where they're, they're strode through the, comp- the, uh, the park anyway. So he does this. He gets approval to do it. And Reedy Creek basically functioned as a county government. Okay, so... Then, but there's other cities involved in it that started to pop up around Disney World. And then there was criticism that they were not taking care of citizens in these towns. They were always ruling in favor of Disney anytime there was a conflict, which you would expect since Disney stacked the deck on who was in there. Well, if you, you, know. if you live in Rick and Bubba <laughs> County, we're, we're going to do pretty well there. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, uh, as there have been several issues over the years, they had been complaints from other uh, parks in the area that, hey, we can't compete with Disney because they have such an advantage with this Reedy Creek thing. I mean, they're they're their own government. Yeah. And so uh, there was some <laughs> some issues going against it already. And then when Disney came out and went against the uh, parental act that Florida was passing and, and, you know, nicknamed it the don't say gay bill and all oh, this yeah. stuff. And they took Ron DeSantis on head on. He took advantage of that and said, look, we're, we're not going to have a special County that's doing their own thing because they don't even answer to the state of Florida. Right. So they broke that up and it's going to be an even playing ground for everybody at this, for this point forward. Now, you know, some people say, well, you're trying to destroy Disney. No, he's not trying. You're not going to destroy Disney. No. Disney's a giant corporation, maybe the largest one in our country now. I don't know. They also it's own, a big one. They also own ABC. ABC owns ESPN. They've put a lot of synergy on that where they have, you know, a lot of spring training games now at Disney and all that stuff, and that's all fine and good. But 
they were getting too big, too powerful in Florida, and he felt like that it was not fair to the other people trying to compete with them. And and honestly, you go to Central Florida now, you go probably to all these parks. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. you go to Disney and Universal and SeaWorld yeah. and. You know, Disney may own Universal now. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And plus, of course, SeaWorld lost their best show. Yeah, so I know now? all yeah. that stuff. So that's basically what this breakup was of this really unfair advantage to the marketplace that Disney had. Now, was it needed at the time to start this project? Maybe so. Is it needed now to continue the competition? I don't think so. Right. Well, it goes back to it. he got to do it in the beginning because everybody thought, well, who cares? Yeah, you know, but but then now it's gotten to where this is a much different place, and they're playing on an unlevel playing field with everybody else. And instead of just being in the water park business, now they're political. So when yep. you enter that world, yep, you you cross a big line. Yep, they they really brought it on themselves. If they just kept it down home, cause they probably all right. It's an interesting story, and you ought to read up on it if you have some time. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Anytime we see a story that involves. You know, people in our business, uh, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of angst that, that picks up. And, and there, that when you see this headline today, DJ mysteriously disappears without a trace after leaving chilling final social, me- social media post as devastated colleague, colleagues rally around his, uh, his wife and fans gather outside, outside iHeartRadio San Francisco station. Now, Bubba... I certainly do do don't want to be insensitive because you know that's not my nature. But and and I, I this could be very serious and and it could be completely <laughs> I real. I know where you're going. But, I wouldn't go there. But you and I Too have soon, been, you and I have been in this industry for a very long time, and we will say that radio people have zero scruples. Uh, it, I mean that the radio people will. There's no promotion that they will not at least consider. Rick. I'm just too telling soon. you. I, too I, soon. I didn't say too soon. I just said that's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what he did. Uh, but when I see all these posts, please come back. We love you. We want you back on the radio. Come back. A rally outside iHeart Radio Station. Um, you know, and I'm not national news. National, and and we're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I and 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 it may be that um, it says Jeffrey JV. Yeah. Vandergriff, fifty four. Bubba, if I'm not mistaken, one of his posts, and I may have misread that because I know he's on 94 something, but it yeah, seems 94. like 94.9. It does say that he, it seems like he says he started in 94. Uh, of course, you know, we did too. But, huh. uh, but been at 94 since 94. So he's been at that radio station yeah. since 94. Wow. Good night. And he said, that's a long time. I'm super grateful for each of you who have been on this journey with me. Uh, that's part of the post. And, uh, and, and he says that, um, that he's super grateful for his listeners and he's disappeared. Uh, his family cannot find him. Yeah. They're, they're saying this, uh, this last post he made on social media was, uh, they're calling it a chilling final post. Yes. So I, I don't know what the deal is there. That's, uh, that's very strange. So here are some of the posts back to him. And again, it, it may be that he's found himself in a dark place. He needs help. And I hope and pray that he he comes back alive and but when but listen to the listeners JV listen to your listeners we've been listening to you since the 90s now it's your turn to listen to your listeners you're so loved we need we need 40 plus years of listening to you on the radio back praying for your safe return back to your family hey buddy come home we miss you love you at least let us know you're safe 
Fans gathered outside the iHeartRadio San Francisco station over the weekend. I heard that the radio station's also going all polka all the time. <laughs> no, that, that's and, not uh, true. That's unless, not. unless the people protest, then they're right. going to bring bring back the rock. Right. Well, I, I hope I hope he's safe and yeah, uh, nothing uh, you know mm. bad has happened here. I did notice in the picture of the studio and Adler, you had it up here a minute ago. Yes. Can you show that again? Yes. Um, it looks like behind him, and this is at Wild ninety four. Point nine. Wild. Uh, wild. Wild. In the morning. Wow. Um, it looks like they have a stuffed animal in there. Yeah, I saw Which, that, like a cat or something. Let me yeah, find that what, picture. What again. is that? Here we go. Here we go. I mean, like a, is, like a, is this a trend? I mean, are they are they trying to follow our stuffed coyote oh. movement here? Is that or a what? dog or a fox? What yeah. is that? Or is that a dog that just is in is there? Is that a dog fox? Is it it's a dog not, fox. Do you, do you think is that, it, is that a real surely dog? Surely it's not live. It's bring your dog to work day. It's natural. You know, they bring in my dog to work today. It's wild. Uh, but, but 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 let me let me but say he he's officially a missing person now. Can somebody help me with this part right here? And and the, I guess this was makes it kind of the the post they're talking about. I so the, dog. this post everybody is talking about was actually in August, and he went to his August twenty, a uh, post and edited it to change the captions to past tense. Hmm. Thanking his listeners and saying he had a good life. So I guess at one so time that, that at one time when he put it up there, it was present tense. Right. I'm having a good life, yeah. right. whatever. <clears throat> and he went over there and changed it to past tense. Did and, y'all and, did y'all mention? If you did, I didn't hear it. Uh, a disease that he has? No, no, uh, I don't see anything. About says that, he right. suffers from a rare strand of Lyme disease, and he Ooh. has had a hard time with some things and has tried. Yeah. Um, Suicide before it says. Oh, he has. Oh, okay. Oh. Let me tell you, from Lyme disease. It's, uh, it Where is are you in that? Speech? It's yeah. tough. Uh, it is from someone yeah. in the business that sent us. Okay, uh, so it's not in the story. Okay. It's not no. in the story. Oh, you got a little inside. Oh, okay. okay, I got some inside info. And to start saying, I, I thought I, if I miss that in this story, no. I know that's, that's according to them. So I want to be. I was acting like you read the whole thing. Well, <laughs> I, I did scan over. Must have missed it with the details. I notice he's he's going with the bald headed look, but he's also got a head tattoo. Uh-oh. Speedy, think about it. Think Ooh. about it. Speedy, can I tell Maybe you something? some flames like Bam Bam Bigelow. Versus, yeah. I, I really do hope and pray that he realizes that his life is too precious and he yeah. comes back if he honestly has gone off into a dark place. But I will say this. It did give us an opportunity to see what your head would look like with a lightning bolt, and it looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I like that he kept it small. It yeah. Didn't, it didn't over, and it looks almost like the Chargers logo, logo on the side of his head. Okay. Yeah. But not okay. big, but just kind of small, kind of subtle. What about the oval Rick and Bubba logo on the side? You know, not the round one. No. I agree. Oh, Great. Oh, yeah. 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 Wow. Kind of like yeah. Speedy's head was a football head. Exactly. Bam, bam. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll go with bam, bam. that's I'll too much. With, yeah, that, that, yeah. What speed walked in with that? What if I sold my head for thirty days? In other words, like get a temporary tattoo yeah. that's mm-hmm. going to fade over it's time. Fantastic idea. But I could sell that's advertising on my head. That's a great I may idea. shave my head and get yeah. in this with you. Yeah, almost look like at, like a billboard. A way to make money. There, look know? at Rick, so back. I can have a good side shot. Speedy, look at Rick. Wait, here we go. Is he, is he, oh, I'm gonna put this. Oh, I'm sorry. Put, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know you were on. Me. Can you take your headphones off? Would you oh, mind? Yeah, yeah. Would you yeah, mind? Here we show. go. This oh, is beautiful. Now we got it. A little more, a yeah. little more to your left. Yeah, and then maybe oh, point yeah. at it, like right here. 
Huh? Like maybe point at it. Like you right wanna, here. Yeah. You want me to just sketch one on there with a shark? Would you mind? Oh, yeah. that'd be beautiful. Just to, he is an artist. Like. Could you get yeah. one of Draw that horse on his head please. that you drew when you were a kid. <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, draw the horse. The horse. No, draw that Are you still on me? Are y'all making me hold this? We're making you do that. You're clear. You're clear. So you just let me do that for an extra 30 seconds? You longer than you should have. And go. Okay. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Bam, bam. Think about it, though. Man, I could make some good side money. Just sell my head. Mm-hmm. We could build a bathroom in here. Yeah. Some of us have more money. space to sell than you do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you only got your forehead. I got my whole head. Yeah. That's true. But, but let's think about it. If you're in modern-day radio right now and you're not getting to do what we get to do, you would struggle with just the fact that, no. you know what, one thing that's bothered me is I don't get to talk anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I had, a, I had a really good story, but I couldn't develop it because I had to get it in before, yeah, before, I, before I posted the I song. Yeah. It's a pretty cool looking little studio mm-hmm. they got there. Yeah. And he's he's got fantastic skin. Yeah. Oh, wow. Frankly. He's skin. really, yeah. He has. He's taking Well, I hope he's okay. Right. I hope he is okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. And, you know, but anytime you see, you know, a guy that's been at this station since 1994, sounds very familiar. We've been doing this since 94. Mm. Uh, can't nobody find him. Now this business will drive you crazy. No, I, I, I was trying to say that without being too in, insensitive because you know that's not my nature. But, right. but the um, all right, 15 minutes to the top of the hour. We'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Uh, all right, so as we come back, uh, Bubba, it looks like that this is either A, our future, <laughs> or this is just two guys that are doing – you remember when you've heard me say before without advertisers that Bubba and I would continue to do this, just no one would hear it, you know, and and, it's, and unless you wanted to come hang out with us down at the fruit stand. Are we going to do a produce stand, or are we just going to hang out like, like these guys? You know, the, yeah. As long as you got good cantaloupes. I don't know why we've always – Think our fallback position is a produce stand, but yeah, anyway, I, I like it under a, a shade tree. Yeah, produce stand. Yeah, that's after we ro- we ruled out oil change. Right, and yeah. Bubba, let me tell you this: and we <laughs> talked about that. We're, we talked about this morning, and I was late on this as well. If we end up like these two guys, and what we're about to read, and it probably is our future, and they're basically doing our show without being on the radio. Okay, when you hear what they say, you're going to have to start drinking coffee. We can't sit around the produce stand. Are down there at the at the local store, out there in rocking chairs, and you not have a cup of coffee with me. Well, I mean, you lose credibility. If you're over drinking Spark, that ain't gonna be the same. Or, or, well, or I, mellow yellow. If I drink it out of Hot a mug, mellow. maybe nobody will know. The yeah, difference. put it in a mug so uh, we yeah, sit there and uh, sip it like old men. Rick, the, the, this is the headline for the whole story, and this kind of sets it up. Two old farts <laughs> set up at park to give out free advice. Yep. That's us. And, and it almost tells you the free. whole story. Yeah. So it's free. Kind of like free metal. We yeah. found a package uh, because they were <laughs> last year at, at this park, and the big thing is they're coming back for three weekends oh. uh, or whatever. Like a tour? And we found like a little <laughs> video package <laughs> that might shed some light to this, courtesy of trade. WTOC. All right, here we go. And this is from last year, I believe. Oh, look. that's Oh, I love those, those no, live oaks. Live love a live oak with some Spanish, Spanish moss. Yeah, yeah. baby. <laughs> The Forsyth Farmer's Market always seems to draw quite a crowd, offering anything from fresh produce to art, and now, old farts. What advice do you need? Handing out advice at a reasonable price. Our advice is free, right? You get what you pay for. So, get absolutely nothing. We don't know squat! These old farts, better known as Kevin and Raz, have spent the past couple weekends right here. Gracing Savannah. 
with our wisdom. <laughs> it would appear they That's have good. plenty of wisdom to go around. Always go to class and sit up front. The words of wisdom are uh, do what you love and love what you do. If you can avoid it, don't step in it. Then you can say, I told you so. <laughs> So what inspired them to take their advice public? Well, we ran, I ran out of golf balls. <laughs> so I got nothing else. Well, that, and perhaps to remind us. That it's okay to make fun of yourself. And it's okay to, it's okay to connect with people. Well, we love you guys. You're awesome. All right. Love Thank you, guys. you. So while their advice may vary in success. If they're out shopping by themselves, they're either one, hungry, or two, they have some money. They are honest. <laughs> and if you have a question that we don't know an answer to, we'll just make stuff up. <laughs> and honestly, right now, we could all use a laugh. That's true. <laughs> we just want, want people it's to us. come it's out, us. have a good That's time, you, enjoy like themselves, it. have a good laugh at our expense. There's enough clashing of the minds around here. Now, this is a chance to say, hey, you're a jerk, I'm a jerk. So let's, now that we've got that settled, <laughs> how you doing today? You know, look somebody in the eye and say, how you doing? So maybe these old farts have got it all figured out, after all. Come on, you want to be me. <laughs> Face it, you don't want to be, you can get some of this. Come on. <laughs> that was funny. from last year, that's and the story uh, that's updated is now they're returning back to the park this year for I bet they'll have people standing in line. Oh, yeah. Can yeah. I say one thing just to them from a marketing standpoint? And Bubba and I, Bubba adjusts me on this all the time. They need the actual black guy to sit behind his cartoon and the white guy to sit behind his. Oh, that, yeah, look. They're, 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 they're positioned yeah. backwards. I don't know about the white that. guy yeah. needs to be over here behind his yeah. cartoon and the other guy, needs, the black guy yeah. needs to be on his, the other side. Yeah, that. That's, yeah. All, that's yeah. the only adjustment I'd make. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, it looks like they're having fun. They're having a – you know what he said? Let's face it, you want to be me. I'm sitting here smoking a cigar, hanging out in a park, just talking to people because I, I've apparently <laughs> set myself up to be able to reserve. <laughs> No. You know, Rick, I think the best advice they could give is get out of Savannah because there's a lost nuclear weapon. Here we go. Bubba. Here <laughs> wow. we Who do I pay? Who, go. Who had the bet? You know what Bubba would it's say? It's a Mark 15, by the way. Yeah. Biggin. But how about this? Biggin. If I were to put together this tour, the first thing Bubba would say, well, I don't know about that Savannah story. Ooh, let's stay <laughs> Savannah. Uh, I don't, I won't. Mm. Bubba, you're not going to be blown that. up. You know who you are? You, you, you are Jay Leno. Who who wouldn't spend any of his tonight show money? That that you're gonna well, be fine. I just don't the, think the you ought to camp on top of a nuclear weapon. The odds of this thing blowing up while you're in Savannah are not very high. Yeah, but when it does, woo! I, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's gonna be bad. That's a nice hey, baby, one, yeah. huh? Yeah. There will be no park left. Back to See the, that moss on that tree? Disintegrated. <laughs> oh yeah. Do y'all love a good old Spanish moss hanging out of a lava? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Huh? Yes. Come on. My, my wife would go stand under those trees oh, and stay yeah. there for days. She loves it. She loves a live oak. I mean, if we get if we get anywhere near one, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, and and she really liked uh, the one we had. Uh, not the live oak, but the one we had in the back of our house that Gary couldn't limb off of. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I can get his lawnmower under it now. Yeah, and Greg. I mean, do we do we need to tell? Speaking of old farts sitting around, the the, the report you got from Gary in the Turkey uh, yeah. Expo. Uh, Have you heard uh, this? I had a source. It was at the Turkey Expo. Probably Little Lee Hubbard, but anyway. Yeah, Little Lee Hubbard. And he said some people came up to him and wanted to know where Gary was, and Lee was doing something. He said he pointed him in the direction, and they said, well, we really love to meet him. You know, we love hearing him on the show and all this. So Lee said, he, he said, I ran into him later, and I said, would y'all get to meet Gary? And they said, well, no. And they said, why? They said, well, he, he had this look on his face like he's mad, so we were afraid to go up and talk to him. 
But that's just how he looks. Right. Y'all know yeah, how he looked? Yeah. They went over to Gary's booth from the show wanting to meet Gary. Yes. And when they saw the way he looked and the look on his face, they, they, they were afraid they were of serious. him. They were afraid of they, him, and they, and they wouldn't go over and say hello. <laughs> but, and Lee told him the same thing. He said, that's just the way he looks. He, if you right. spoke to him, he would have he been very nice. But he, he said, scared hey. And then, some, and then, Bubba, somebody says a picture of Gary standing in the Cinnabon line. Yeah, I got a. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. They say, like, here. even that, there's Ashley, uh, Dan Moultrie's daughter. <laughs> That's uh, almost and, a smile. Rick, look behind it. There's that picture. <laughs> there's that picture yeah. behind you, Bubba. <laughs> look, and, and That's that, why nobody wants to go over to him. Right. He doesn't smile. That's Gary smiling for a picture. He do, I mean, that's not even a smile, and that's yeah. him smiling. I mean, they wish they just said hello. I mean, I find myself to be quite pleasant. <laughs> Does yeah. Ashley look like she's been held hostage yes. at all? Yes. Yeah. It's almost like she's going, somebody help no, me. Ash- I'll just send you a picture if you get it. Man. Ashley oh, yeah. Moultrie has probably gone to whoever has connected them in some indirect or direct way to Gary's call and said, who did this to me? Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, and I know the look they were talking about yeah. that he has. On so Gary, Gary's yeah. regular look was so scary they wouldn't even say hello. They were they afraid he, to go up. And they were afraid to go speak to him, just because the way he looked on his the look on his face. I said, and I even brought up that picture. I said, well, if he's got that picture, I mean, he's looking sharp in it too with a right. serious hunter look. Well, hey, I'm a hunter look. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. His face is probably tired from making that face when he goes. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but his face was. Yeah, but guys, sure. let's be honest. Let's just, now. Let's just. Let's, let's <laughs> probably. But let's Rick, be honest. Rick, look. Here he is at Cinnabon. <laughs> look at him. But let's be honest. Gary's not all that pleasant. No, he's really not. No, but he, I think he, he, he really. I mean, surely if he's, he's not warm. No, he's not. He's not warm. Once you chisel away, he's very, very, yeah, he's very approachable. Oh, no, I'm talking about if you just. But in yeah. that in but that setting, you're scared. You ever of been him. to a restaurant with him? Oh, oh, he's rude. He's very rude. He is yeah, short. he is. He Top, can be short with the hell. He Top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Uh, all right, so here goes Biden again. <laughs> this is that thing. Where'd it go? Kamala's already tried it. Where'd it go, Grant? Everybody, basement Joe. What? Can I ask people of color some things today? Can I ask all of you this? Do you does it ever get embarrassing to you to watch white liberals try to patronize you? Does that it embarrasses me? It, it, it does. It, it I think, should. I think I feel what Speedy and Andy Blanks talk mm. about secondhand embarrassment. It makes me uncomfortable to hear it. Uh, and uh, so here, here we go again. Uh, President Biden is going to try to be relatable uh, and uh, to uh, to people of color, and he's going to be talking about Black History Month. Not, nothing sets the stage for discomfort quite like white liberals wanting to weigh in on Black History Month. Uh, that is, uh, but that is that that is just a recipe for discomfort. So here we go, uh, President Biden uh, talking uh, uh, in, about uh, at a White House reception celebrating Black History Month. Here we go. Oh boy! You know, I know, uh, I know real power when I see it. The Divine Nine. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. For the, and by the way. You know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power, you think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. Do you believe that? He heard about it this week. Do, do anybody believe that a long time ago he became well-versed on the Divine Nine? It was just, you know, all committed to it. He knew about the power. Always look for people, especially lifetime politicians, 
they it's like they can't, right, 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 it's like they can't yeah that's what I'm saying it's like they can't stand it they should make their statement and then say nothing else but they always have to go I'm not joking there it is I'm not joking in other words they don't let it breathe they won't look you if you <laughs> said, like you said nothing yeah, why do you have to clarify that somehow we think you're not sincere well they, because you're not right I mean Rick, oh, hey, I'm not joking one of them I'm not joking well Biden doesn't have comedic timing. Oh, uh, no, no. obviously. He didn't have speaking no. timing. I'm, I'm a white boy. He should have just let it breathe a little I'm bit, a white but. boy, but I'm down home with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Corn Pop was a bad dude. I had a hurry leg! So it just, it's so uncomfortable. Oh. Just, no, so, I'm not joking. Yeah. So uncomfortable. What does that even mean? What does that even <laughs> mean? Why would you be question. joking? What are you, you joking know? about? Oh, we <laughs> thought you were just joking. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a nervous tip. It's, it, it's, it it it's very it telling. Should we listen to it again? Yes, yes we don't should. do this. Oh. I don't want to hear this. I'll hear it at least two more times. Okay, two <laughs> you, more times. You say two more times. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know. Uh, no, you don't. I know real power when I see it. The divine nine. Mm. We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. For, and by the way, mm. you know, I'm not. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> He almost said, I'm not smart, if you'll go back and listen. I know where the power is. I know where the power You think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the Divine Nine. Now, okay, I will None say, of that made any sense. No, it didn't. I will say one thing. If you'd like for me to translate white liberals. Right, 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 right. If you'd like for me to translate white liberals, and we will hear it one more time by Greg's request. <laughs> he, he did say, he is almost said, I'm not smart. Right. Yes. In his mind, he was trying to think. Wait a minute. Wait, wait just a minute. I, he meant to say I'm smart enough to know, but he literally says I'm, I'm not, not smart. smart no. And then he corrects it. Which <laughs> uh, can we hear that one more time? All right, sure. You know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know real power when I see it. The divine nine. <laughs> We're honored to have presidents, all the presidents here tonight. And I want to thank him. For the, and by the way, mm. you know, oh. I'm not smart. I'm not I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. Can, can yes, I trans- can yes, I are. can I translate uh, those of you that may not speak white liberal uh, uh, in, in in political power? What he really is saying is, we learned a long time ago if we could manipulate y'all, y'all would vote for us no matter what, and we'd win elections. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll make sure y'all see it done. Right. Yeah. We, we were the party of slavery. Yeah, we just we, we've just changed our strategy. Yeah. So, uh, you, come on. Forget now. our history, but nobody else. Right, right. Now, we can go back and redo mm-hmm. our history. Nobody else can, but we can. Right. Uh, or have you? We've always been with you. Right. Yeah. We've always been there. Well, I'm sure, yeah. We learned like, that power a long he's time all about ago. about divine nine. Uh, now here comes Brian Cranston. I'm sorry. I know that we all like him as an I actor. I do like him I as do. an actor. And, yes. and we wish that he just wouldn't say Come things. Come on, yes. Don't you wish sometimes that entertainers you like would just go, yeah, just, yes. I don't really want to know you that well. I wish I hadn't known you. You know, we all had that feeling. You go to something, you meet somebody that you really admired, and you're like, yeah, I wish I'd never met him. <laughs> uh, so here comes, uh, here comes Brian Cranston. Uh, he wants us to know that make America great. It, that in and of itself is a racist remark. The, the, make America great again. My comment is, do you, do you, do you accept that that could possibly be construed as a racist remark? And most people, a lot of people go, how could that be racist? Make America great again. I said, so just ask yourself from, from an African-American experience, when was it ever great in America for the African-American? 
When was it great? So if you're making it great again, it's not including them. So it's, it's to teach us in the woke world to open up and, and accept the possibilities that our privilege has created blind spots for us. And maybe I haven't seen what is really happening yet. And Good gracious. All right, I, I, he's it, for- it's a better explanation to hear him say it than, mm-hmm. than when you read it. Yeah, yeah you need to see, and they were not <clears throat> combated to each other, but he, of course, you can't, we can't play because Bill Maher, he drops a few F-bombs, but they have this discussion, and yeah. Bill Maher has a little different look on it, and yeah. you need to watch that. Yeah, well, I would like say he'll drop one, so but, we can't play it. But what, but what he, he doesn't right. understand is what that sentiment actually means. What it means is take this country back to a strong economy, a strong military, a bastion of freedom, where even African Americans, people of color, which we have seen this happen, who took the opportunities that were afforded them even though some of those opportunities were afforded to them by some evil people of the past that brought Africans to this country against their will. But it is also true that black people in this country and their standard of living, that because of when America is strong, they have been able, because of their incredible talents, their business minds, educating themselves, they actually have done quite well. And I told y'all the story the other day about uh, an American, uh, African-American going back to Africa. This person was standing there, saw it firsthand. This person is African. And they were standing at one of the ports where the slave ships used to leave with slaves. By the way, they bought from other Africans. By the way, don't miss that. That's often left out in our history. It's bad all the way around. And this African-American who was dressed in very expensive clothing, had shoes that cost more than these uh, men and women made in in a year, Uh, had beautiful makeup, beautiful earrings, beautiful jewelry, very expensive designer glasses, and was crying at this port thinking about the plight of her people. And the African people begin to get on her and says, you've never, you you ought to be thankful you're in America. You ought to be thankful. Look at how you're dressed. Look at how you live your life. You know, and you're going to stand here and weep about that. These were Africans at the exact same port. They say the life you live and the access to the standard of living you have is so superior to what we have. And they were so upset about hers, her tears. She got in her car and left. So, so I, when you say make America great, if America's great, no matter how you got here, if our economy is strong, our military is strong, we're not in debt. Uh, the standard of living is through the roof. Then you that, can buy a house. You can buy a that car. is good for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. So, so it's not a racist statement. You know, when I hear it, Rick, what it says to me is, I wish it was 1980 all over again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There's yeah, the greatest so. decade mankind's ever seen. Look, it's been. It has been hard, and and some things have happened in the past, but. To say that if the country is strong, that doesn't benefit people of color, that's just not true. No, it's not. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. D.D. in Illinois. D.D., go ahead. Okay, thank you. The reason I called you guys is because you didn't cover so much territory. These people are not East Palestine being laid to. 
Get on the internet and look up Times Beach, Missouri, 1983. Okay. That city was contaminated with dioxin. That whole town was evacuated, and it is a ghost town, untouchable land now. Really? Yeah. So yes, it, it is something to consider. What What's the future of this chemical spill thing? I mean, I know we've all gotten on who's to blame for it, but I mean, it's it is. Um, I mean, it's you know, pretty, are the cleanup? It's pretty serious. I are, mean, are the uh, are the cleanup techniques now better than they used to be, or the monitoring good better? Uh, good question. You know, I just, I just don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I I would assume that we've gotten better at it. But but I would say this: I think there definitely is a need to look at uh, how we transport this stuff, and it's got to be, you know, you, you Rick, as you like to say, you have the list of things that that uh, shouldn't happen, and yes. then the list that can't happen. Yes, different. We lists. can't have a train derailment causing this kind of problem. No, that, and, and it's going to happen. I don't care how many rules, how much safety you have. You're going to have derailments from time to time. Sure, just like you're going to have car crashes. Um, so you got to make those cars safer. And I, I'm, I really think they can do it, uh, because, you know, we've talked about it in NASCAR. They, they made those gas tanks so they do not blow up when they have wrecks. And I, I think that can be done in these rail cars too, with some technology They'd have to test it and dial it in, but surely there's a way to, to protect that. Yeah, yeah. When you mentioned the rubber bladder in the NASCAR gas tanks yeah. the other day, Bubba, I did not know that. That's very smart and very interesting. Yeah. It made um, all the difference in the world. Yeah, and then yeah. also the, when people say Missouri, I love that. That's how my grandpa said Missouri. Is that, is that so how that's the that proper way? Missouri. I don't yeah. know, yeah. but I think that's how, how, how he mm. said it. So I, I wonder if a rubber bladder is something we could have in our bodies. Ooh. Well, we kind of do. Do, we not, do they make those now? I mean, I'm talking if yours goes bad, can they replace it with just a, a rubber uh, one? That was a mind of Rick. So. Or you got to get somebody. Well, I thought to myself, Rick, if it works you? inside a car. Yeah. Well, you, you would I be mean, shocked how much sometimes our bladder, bladders go bad. How, how, how bladder uh, cancer? Yeah, how elastic is. it is already. I mean, right. it really, it really yeah. changes size. Yeah, a lot. but, you know, as opposed to me needing somebody else's. Right. I, can, I guess. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Kinda like, I don't know about that. And there's a lot of women that have two rubber bladders on their chests. Already. Okay. Okay. So that's how you're going to take it. Thanks for including that. That's I'll, where you're going to take it. Uh, medically speaking. Right. Did you do that? It's been a long trip, huh, Sailor? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know there's a new baby. I got that. Yeah. And did you do that because Greg was screening calls? Med- I'm a medical professional. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. We be big is our number. So here's a very interesting story out of Ferguson. Um, so... The pastor of this church is a former uh, uh, police officer, mm-hmm. yeah. and so he, he's talking about how his two worlds, um, uh, the the expertise he had as a, as law, in law enforcement, and now uh, the spiritual part of his life as a, a shepherd of a flock, as um, uh, and um, and he was in the church. He noticed that some people had come into the church. Um, and he immediately, because of his expertise in law enforcement, knew this was trouble, mm-hmm. uh, that they were coming in to rob or who knows mm-hmm. uh, this congregation. By the way, let me tell all the criminals out there, you're already evil, evil wicked people, and you need to repent now and turn from this life and, and, and turn to Christ, okay? But if you are kind of laughing at me or you don't want no part of that and you're still going you know, go out there and, and be rogue and, and look for victims, stay out of the church. Okay, I mean, this is, I mean, you, 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 that's about as low as you can get as you're going into a congregation and you're going to make people who are attending a worship service your new victims. Mm-hmm. That's just not wise. Okay, it's bad all the way around. 
Right. Uh, but but don't do that. Well, what, I mean, Rick, what are you doing? Trying to get a seat on the Hell Express? Right up front. That, I mean, right up front. Yeah, you're right up there behind people shot at the Pope. Yeah. I mean, good gosh. Yeah. So we're going to watch this, but the, the, the pastor of the church uh, notices pro- a problem, and he begins to address it spiritually. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, and now, now he's his... all, but he's also being smart. He's letting his media team get good pictures of these guys, get good video of these guys mm-hmm. in case we need to talk to law enforcement about their description. All, but mm-hmm. then he also began to do that to protect the congregation and to have these people taken into custody mm-hmm. if, if for what they're doing. But he then goes over to try to stop them from finishing what they came to do yep. through the power of prayer. That's right. so, uh, so, so here we go. Says he used prayer to stop his own church from being robbed. Elise Schoenig is here to tell us how his service stopped the crime. Pastor Marquela Futrell says he served as a St. Louis police officer for 10 years before serving the church. So when four masked men walked into his service on Super Bowl Sunday morning, his instincts and his prayers kicked in. In the purple, tell me your name. Pastor Marquela Futrell says the prayers were different during his February 12th Sunday service. I asked the director of Children's Church, hey, just lock the doors, keep the children safe. It all started when one man came into his church carrying two bags, questioning his children's services director. I immediately just had the hairs on the back of my neck. I'm like, okay. Something's about to happen. That's when four masked men said, walked into God his service. Me being a former police officer, I, I immediately noticed their waistband. Like there's something there. Futrell proceeded with his service as usual, not wanting to scare his congregation or let the men know police were on the way. I immediately directed my media team to um, zoom in on them because I knew we need some face recognition. He acted quickly, calling the gunman out. Saw the church and decided to come. Talk to me. But he described what happened next as an act of God. I got a cop anointing and I still know what's going on and I still know what's about to happen. God's about to change the plot of the enemy. Lift your voice and shout unto God. I believe they felt the power of God lifting their hands and then they left. As a former St. Louis police officer, he says his instincts crossed paths with his prayers. The Bible speaks of watch and pray. So while we're being spiritual, I'm also watching around trying to protect the congregants. He says he hopes this serves as a wake-up call to every pastor and every church. How is it going to look if there's an intruder? How do we protect our children? Background checks, all of the above. Thanks to video. So so there you go. And uh, that's he he went into action all the way around. Yeah, that was courtesy of NBC uh, Five on Your Side. The four men left the church in a black Dodge Charger that day with tinted windows, and the cops are still searching for him. But, of course, the pastor said this has made us get real serious about implementing an active shooter drill with our children and stuff like that, you know, just to make sure we got, yeah, we got, we got a plan in action. Unfortunately, you have to do that now, yeah. and and we talked about that on the air in the past. Just from being as old as we are again, Bubba, I, I have watched uh, the unfortunate but necessary uh, moves of churches uh, when it comes to security because you have to do it. And uh, there was a time when. You know, you had the honor to go and, and speak at a church, and you really went in and you talked to the to the pastor, or you went in and talked to, you know, the who was leading the men's ministry. And now it is it is the norm 
for them to say now now we want to get to the next thing we need to cover before we do our our service today or tonight and that's talk to our security team and then they literally give you the plan of what to do during an active shooter and who they are and where they'll be right. and it, it, it's sad to see that now being part of it but it is necessary yep. and uh, uh, and Bubba, I know you. Uh, long before this became the norm, you had to deal with one at the church where you were. Yeah, we had a gunman come in and yep. uh, disrupt stuff right at the end of the service. So it's it's very unnerving. Was he firing on y'all as y'all went into the parking lot? Or did he actually come uh, in the church. No, he he was firing in the parking lot and then came in the church. Okay, well, uh, we didn't know what the cause at the time. He was actually looking for his ex-wife. It was but, domestic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I ended up pinned in a bathroom with my mother's senior adult Sunday school class. You I remember may remember that. that. That's a great oh, wow. story. It's school closing Tony and Betty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what a day. You need to revisit yeah. that story sometime. But uh, being held in like that, going, okay, so I, we're we're in the bathroom. There's nowhere yeah. to go. Nowhere to go. And what you're was, trying to be go, quiet. What was going through your mind? Well, you just you, you don't know what's going on at the time, so mm. you try to get a defensive position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had pulled a fire extinguisher, and uh, you know if that door had opened, I was going to crack a noggin with it or try to, yeah. and then spray him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we we're trying to do that, and of course, uh, you know, I heard a, a tinkling sound, and I looked around, and I noticed Betty's shoes where she was going to the bathroom in the bathroom while this was going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was sometimes like, you got to trying go. to get us killed. Yeah. Is right. that it? You're trying. it sometimes you, know. you have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, you know, and it's yeah. interesting because Wingo actually shared this story. At uh, the Man Church conference this past weekend, when uh, uh, we had to deal in Mobile at a men's thing, um, a guy who had had come there, and he had come there to kill himself, hmm. and had the gun on him, and uh, that that's an interesting moment when you're sitting down with him and you're talking about he went to the altar, praise God, just like what we saw here. And repented and, and, and was spiritually turning it around, saying he was no longer a threat. He wasn't going to do it. He came to this service as almost like a, a last-ditch hope. Uh, and then there came the uncomfortable moment where you're like, we're so thankful you've made that decision. You have made the right decision. Oh, we're going to need that gun. Yeah. And, uh, Still and, need that. Yes. Won't you, won't you bring that on over to us? Mm-hmm. And he was a little resistant to that. Uh, and that, that's when it got a little... No, I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not a danger anymore. Eh, we still want it. Yeah, yeah. Show still, us. Show us you're not a right, danger. Right. Right. I tell you one way that you're not going to do anything to yourself or anybody else is just go ahead and let's have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get it back to you later. That was that. That was a little intense. And then there was the guy at the church that time that came in with a backpack, walked down to the front row, sat on the front row, and uh, I didn't realize how much security our church had till he reached into the bag during the message yeah. to get something. And I looked around. I thought, Wow, we got a lot of security in here. That, look, yeah. you just see people's jackets being pushed back, yeah. and guns were start yeah. appearing everywhere. He pulled out a basketball and began to dribble it. Forgot about that. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember that one? A little unnerving. That was a hairy moment. It was. Yeah. It was. Adler was there for that one. He and I were there at the same same service. He dribbled, Top, he dribbled good? Uh, not really. No. Top of the hour. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Welcome back. Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for joining us. We appreciate it. 30 years 30 in the making. years. So How about that? Got some updates uh, Boom. For, for you to start this hour. Your 30 is, is rolling, and we, we're so thankful that you have allowed us to do this because without you, no one would care. We'd be the two men sitting in the uh, farmer's market in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, that was an earlier story. All right, so apparently, Bubba, you know, you and I have always been big fans 
of any story involving a parrot. You know, <laughs> you know, parrots. Parrots own me. They're a little spooky because they do have the ability to learn to communicate yeah, with, with human right. words. As we learned yesterday, not just the language, but they can mimic sounds. They hear like a telephone ringing. Yeah. Rare in the history of speaking <laughs> animals is it a good thing. Rare, rare, rare. <laughs> Once or twice, rare. Yeah. But overall, rare. I'm going to say negative. Animal speaking has usually is not good. Right. So there's something about parrots, minor birds. What are some others that can speak? Minor birds can really do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and, and it bothers me a little bit to hear them speak. But at the same time, if they can mock somebody or – are, are not because they don't have any social skills. Right. They they don't know when they should and shouldn't be speaking. No, and they'll speak no, they and don't. drop the hat. Well, and, and what's the birds that that uh, we have them that will copy other bird sounds? Mockingbirds. Is that a mockingbird? A mockingbird will yeah. do that. Mockingbird can sound like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> to scare off other birds. <laughs> you ever heard them do it? <laughs> it's a little spooky. You, you're, you're looking up in the tree going, "Is there a cat? Well, somebody's cat is. Oh, it's a mockingbird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this parrot is disruptive at a softball game because it gets loose and starts landing on people. And I, I thought is it, it looked, like the monkey when we were down on the Gulf Coast. I thought it looked like more than one parrot, but I could be several wrong. parrots. But anytime animals disrupt any kind of live animal disrupts a game of yeah. any kind. Yeah, it, you know, running onto the field or right. whatever. It owns me, and uh, you got a you got a college softball game. Okay, wow, it's that's the, a substantial parrot. Yeah, it's in the bottom of the seventh, and here we go. Oh, uh, it's flapping all around. And that, is that a another big one? Parrot. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, Multiples. I thought there was more there's, than one. There's multiple parrots. Yeah, but stay with it here. It's going to end up landing. One of them will anyway. So they are gorgeous birds. Their presence felt, and the game has become a total sideshow to everyone watching these birds in flight. Oh, those are—they're very colorful, by the way. Yeah, wow, they're colorful. Yeah, uh, no, on, no. on the ump. Just landed Look at the that. And the umpire acts like, let's go. Umpire, Chad Steers, is—is is this part of the show? Is this what is happening right now? <laughs> Where in the world? Be careful, that thing will snap. Yeah, yeah boy, it'll hurt. Chad big, Steers is the home plate umpire. That bird looks extremely comfortable on his left. He really shoulder. does. It's going like, to relieve it. It looks like too. it's banana ball or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he has something to do with this. Members of the UCF grounds crew have come out. Look at that. Yeah. One of them yeah. calmly removes the parrot. He's clearly They'll make a mess on your shoulder, too. So, the, yeah, those are – who do they belong to? Central Florida doesn't have these kind of parrots, do they? I don't know, uh, but it was more entertaining not. than the game because Bradley was beating Garner Webb pretty bad. Well, yeah, I see the score. Yeah. So that guy – they play at UCF? Or yeah, was it a tournament? Like no, a tournament this, yeah, this time of year you got all the teams. They're about a tournament. Yeah. Say. Go to Orlando, but they don't have the Orlando doesn't have these kind of birds naturally. Clearly, clearly a escape pets. Escape from yeah, the, the zoo way it or pet. Landed pet. on that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's house. Yeah, right. Polly want a cracker? Do you wish the other one would have also landed? <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was crazy when they started handing out Fruit Loops. <laughs> yeah, that is fun. That was wild. Can we talk Two a little bit though? Honestly, let's talk about this honestly. That that the colors of these birds is unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's it so is. beautiful. Yeah, but you're right about that. that I love that how beak, the umpire that yeah. hook beak will. I you mean, better watch that. Yeah, which one would have landed on that blind, blind umpire this past weekend? <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done if the ump would have gotten down and all of a sudden the parrot went, yeah? That was a bad call. Outside. When you're looking, footlocker. What if this ump started heckling me? Right, right. (laughs) Ah, it's a good game. Shame you're missing it. Yeah.
<laughs> what if this album was just... You're just making everybody mad now! <laughs> what if this album... What game are you watching? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Ad. Sorry. I was going to say, what if this uncle's just a former pirate, and he's just like, dude, you're blowing my cover by sitting Aye. on my shoulder here. Aye. I think they were his pets, and he was trying to be funny. You know how he calls a strike, don't you, Adler? Hi. He's staying with the sideburns, I see. Yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. What is this? Did y'all know that starlings can really mimic really, really well, too? The starling birds? No, didn't know. Check this out. Gonna give him a kiss. That's a person. Kiss. No, it, that's not the kiss. bird. That's the bird. That ain't the bird. I promise. That ain't the bird. That was real. I'm gonna no. give him a kiss. What? I'm gonna give him a kiss. I'm gonna give him a kiss. That was... No way. No. Adler, that's Siri. This is real. My sweet turd. My sweet turd bird. Oh, wow. What? My precious jabby bird. That's... Who's my precious jabby bird? Who's my precious jabby bird? That's, 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 that's not this is yeah. that's not oh, real. That is not that's real. Amazing that's amazing. That's a demon. That's a demon. Who's my sweet jabby angel? Adler. This is real. Starling. A starling. That's loud. That's the person. Okay. Bird's head. Uh, I, I how in the that's world that's hogwash I can't I can't that's real that's, that's not around this. that's not that, can't no bird talk that good the R2D2 how about when he did R2D2, R2-D2? that was <laughs> <laughs> that's not real that's, that's wild that's not that's real not, this is 100% real it's a starling it's what do you know about starlings? I know that that video is one of them doing it. Okay. Pull up, pull up another one. You believe anything. There's okay, a challenge Greg. for you. Mm-hmm. I wish pull I up Greg. another starling. All right, find a different starling video. By the way, Greg you know we have <laughs> my, you know this is that time of year we have migration birds come through. Oh, yeah. Every year, Sherry, and they can't talk, but Sherry loves when the cedar wax wings show up. She's all about these birds. Sherry loves birds. And every single year, and I wish I could have a meeting with them. Guys, Pass it on about the windows. Every year, oh, one of them hits every year there's a dead one laid out in the driveway where yep. it comes in and runs right into the window yeah. and, and is laying out in the driveway dead. And, you know, every time Sherry's like, they're so beautiful. I said, well, we'll get a good look at one when there's another dead one out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. Up, yeah. I, are they not passing it on? Somebody passing yeah. on. I mean, <laughs> how do y'all keep doing this every well, year? I understand the mirror's reflective and they yeah. can't tell, you know, it looks like what they what's behind right. them. But... It also is always in a house, right? You know, in yeah. a structure. Right. So just stay up higher. Really? You ain't got to worry about it. See what we got here. Oh, here he goes. There's another one. I found yeah. another European starling, and it's gonna say, "I'm a European starling." Here you go. It's starling. European starling. Yes. I'm telling you, these people are messing with you, Adler. Yeah. All right. That, that's fine if y'all don't want to believe in it. They can't talk like it that. It is no. tough to believe. European. Some, European. Some, some, somebody's messing with you. They're on one of those baby monitor <laughs> speakers. Yeah. Now, let me yeah. ask you this. And that's what they're doing. It kind of sounded <laughs> like that. They're <laughs> messing with you. I'm just telling but he, you. But the bird is, is mouthing. The, well, it was looking away. I'm telling you, It guys. was looking They away. can do it. Wouldn't take any time. Blame can a starling bird talk. Blame, it, blame Greg for this entire segment. Exceptional mimics, we don't including human speech. Yes. No, and it. Does it help that they don't know what they're saying? They're just making yeah. mimicry. Well, 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 how do you know. know that? Who told you that? Yeah, who they, said don't that? No. No. they don't know. They don't know. Who said that? Who said that? They ask them. Maybe they absolutely know. 
Well, maybe they do, or maybe it's fake. Y'all can't be on both sides. No, of right. according to this, they can mimic human beings. Yeah, and well, the speech. But does it say oh, really, really well? I don't know if they can talk no, it like does. That. It does. It says the ability better than a minor bird is so great that strangers have looked in vain for the human. They think they have just heard speech. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was looking. That's in vain. helpful. What was the wax wing that you were talking about? A a cedar wax wing. Cedar. I, mean, it, I don't know what that is. So I'm it's looking. It's a beautiful it. little bird, and they they, they migrate here. I've never every heard year. of that bird. They're beautiful. I don't. Oh, yes. oh, waxwing! Yeah, I don't wax need it, Bubba. Oh, I need to know more yeah. about bu- and uh, they, birds. And, and that's the one that runs into the wind every year. Wow. Hey, oh, but wow. what about the other birds? You know, I, don't I, crash I, into it. I know. I pretty much know the red birds, the blue birds, and <laughs> oh, the <laughs> mockingbirds. <laughs> we'll be back. Bubba, Rick, and Bubba. Okay, so we have this uh, this kid that everybody's on fire about today, Brad Taylor. It's a Michigan high school. And uh, and he he's he wants to get up as a white student and talk about what life has become um, during the critical race theory and the wokeness that has infiltrated the school, and you're going to hear this kid really communicate what life is like in some of the government schools now in Michigan, and he makes you know kind of a bizarre point, and his main point is I thought we were here to be educated and learn to get a good education and head out to the world to be successful. And he gets up uh, in in front of the some sort of assembly. Who's he talking to? Is this a, a board meeting or I don't know what he's at? But uh, a lot of people are kicking this around. I've had listeners already send this uh-huh. to us today. It's five minutes, uh, but we won't do all five. I, I think oh. that'll be a little long. You, you'll get a few minutes in his points, but he's going to talk about things that have actually been said to him by principal, by the principal, by teachers. Uh, the inconsistency with the propaganda that's allowed to be in the school and then what's not allowed to be in the school. And uh, and he's saying, uh, as a student, I, I just find this. And he, he says that all this talk about race, uh, which really we should say ethnicity, we're, only, we're all one race. It's a human race. But ethnicity has made him notice color more than he ever has, mm-hmm. uh, and which kind of defeats the whole dream of Martin Luther King Jr. But, but here we go. Here is a student... Uh, Brad Taylor communicating this to this assembly uh, at one of the Michigan high schools. Here we go. Hi, my name is Brad Taylor, and I just finished my freshman year at RHS. Um, I've been a part of District 196 schools now for 10 years, and I'm going to give you a glimpse today of what's actually going on inside these schools. Um, Despite the board's attempt to deny it, District 196 schools are quickly becoming a place where promoting activism is actually more important than promoting education. I'll take you... I'll take you back to my first day at RHS this fall. The principal came out and gave us a heartfelt speech about equality and standing together. Um, He began to list countless races, such as Latino, Asian, expressing how much they matter and how important they are. But never once did he mention a race or identity that reflects me, or half the kids that were in the class. Now, members of the board, I know you haven't been to school in a while, and I know most of the people, I know none of you, or most of you, don't have any kids left in the school district. but you must admit how uncomfortable it will be to be characterized just by your skin color on the first day of school and be thought that you were wrong just because of your skin color. So I'll never forget the look one of my friends gave me from across the room as we were sitting there listening to this blatant bias being expressed in the so-called equity statement by the leader of our school. To be clear, I don't need you to tell me that I matter, but hearing the condolences given to other races and leaving just one race out, it inevitably you'll start to feel like you've done something wrong. 
And in our principal's attempt to unify us, he instead created unwarranted boundaries and barriers between his students, pitting us against each other based on characteristics that we can't control. In another separate instance, I was told that writing all lives matter on the whiteboard was political and could be seen as offensive. When I questioned the teacher after class, she told me that she didn't have an answer and she just had to erase it and it was quickly erased. There are political signs all over RHS specific, about specific races that matter, specific sexual orientations that matter, and specific perspectives that matter. But when I questioned the RHS administration about how these signs were political, they told me that they were supporting human rights. So when I questioned why the equity statement couldn't represent all students, they told me that to even ask that question was outlandish and offensive. And they, when I asked why that was, they told me, quote, whites have a pretty good situation right now, unquote. So is that not racism? Disregarding my question merely because of the color of my skin. To be honest, after enduring a year of the people in charge telling me that I'm a racist and I'm privileged and pointing out our irreversible differences, I've never noticed race more. And it's becoming the first thing I notice when I meet someone, which has never before been the case. RHS administration confidently told me that RHS students and staff are happy with their equity statement. But from the ex my experience in talking with other students, this is not the case. I know many kids who disagree with their teachers, but they're too scared to stand up because they're worried that their grades will be docked and their learning experience will be affected. My honors government teacher, I'm not going to say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people while Republicans only care about themselves. And he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue. He had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um, I have been, I've been told by a lot of kids that they just stay silent and adjust their schoolwork to reflect an acceptable opinion to secure a good grade. I've been approached by multiple teachers who have told me in private that they just want to say that they agree with me and they support me standing up, but they can't say it in front of the class for fear of being disciplined by the administration in some way or losing their jobs. There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Now, members of the board, I want you to take a good look at yourselves in the mirror tonight and ask, are you really standing up for the equality of all people, or are you just pushing a damaging political ideology um, on, on our students? So, and, and you see the narrative, and he, he continues on. This, this actually is a video from 2021. Uh, it's resurfaced again because of the discussion of the critical race theory and, and equity that is out there, and people are going back and bringing this up. I do not know if any of this was addressed uh, at the time. I'm going to guess probably not. But um, uh, a lot of this, unfortunately, and it may be there, is still alive and well. So so it, it is an, uh, a two-year-old video, or about a year and a half old, but it has resurfaced today, and like I said, I've been – Emailed it a couple times. Oh yeah, the the Twitter peeps have have really been pushing this. It was uh, Rosemont High School in Minnesota, District One Ninety Six that he was talking not, to. At the not time. Michigan. It says Minnesota here. Uh, well, the, on the sheet it says Michigan, but uh, so uh, so anyway, you know, th this is why this doesn't work. What, what did the student tell you? Uh, I now uh, it's divided us. It has not united us. And it comes in saying, "Let's unite everybody." <clears throat> no, it does is divide everybody more. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And, and, and for him to, at 15 years old to stand up and know that and have enough sense about it to, uh, I think, I thought, communicate pretty well what he's going through. Well, and the problem you're going to have is, is just like we said before, all this stuff is doing, and, and if y'all, some of you all across the country in these government schools, y'all want to continue to let this stuff go on, it's just going to be to your own demise. I mean, people who can 
and are going to homeschool. Mm-hmm. People who can are going to send their kids to a private school, which I would give you a heads up. You might want to vet that out too. Uh, but they're going to do whatever they have to do for their kid to get the best education they can and not to be uh, indoctrinated into someone else's worldview. And, and look, it's not just uh, at that level, at yeah. the college oh, level. Oh, the college uh, level. We have oh, universities here in town. That oh, we we uh-huh. had the interns coming in. We were hearing oh. some horror stories, that really at some schools that you would not think oh, yeah. would be subject to that. And uh, I know we've seen it at our other schools in our state. And yeah. uh, we've had some firsthand experience with that. And a lot of times we do uh, do what he was talking about. We call it feed the beast. Just tell them what they want to hear and move on. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, But it's uh, it, it's amazing how how off the path of just pure education that a lot of the educators have got. Hey, it's Rick and Bubba inviting you to tomorrow's Rick and Bubba show. Rick, it's going to be a big and busy show as always. We'll get you all the news headlines you need to know about, have a lot of fun, and Damon Johnson checking in. All tomorrow on Rick and Bubba. Thanks for listening to the daily best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out a. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.